When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Always love your company for Dwayne's World for Master Builders Victoria. Get expert OHS support, become a Master Builders Victoria member day. And for Athena Home Loans, pay down your home loan faster with Athena. Alex in Richmond, want to come to you as soon as I can. Head back to your calls, all your calls, 1300 736 736. But Jeremy Howe, Collingwood Superstar, has been good enough to give us some of his time. He's just iced up after the clash with the Blues. And we've only got a little window to go to him. So, Jeremy, thanks a lot for jumping on the line. I really appreciate you taking our call. No worries at all, Dwayne. Happy to be here. How'd you pull up after your first big hit out for the year? Nah, fine. It was, um, yeah, as you saying before, it was a little bit, little bit scrappy, as you can probably imagine, given it's the first hit out against an opposition. But, yeah, we kind of got, uh, everyone got through unscathed, which is, uh, which is pleasing. It's a good result. And it was a little edgy at times. There was a scuffle or two. Yeah, generally when Tay Adams takes a field, something like that's bound to happen at some stage, I think. But, um, oh, it was good to see. I feel like the crowd, um, certainly there was a bit of entertainment there, a bit of theatre for the crowd. But, but um, yeah, it was a good day all in all. Any injuries? I saw still side bottom dumped on his shoulder at one stage. Any injuries to come from it? Nah, thankfully we're actually okay. So we had a couple of boys that were on monitored minutes anyway. But then Sidey just got, um, yeah, obviously got a, received a pretty solid tackle. And then um, just got a little bit winded. So he's, um, he's all good. Uh, he was scheduled to only play a half anyway, look after the, the old fella, and then uh, the rest are fine. So what did you get out of today? What did you want to get out of it? And in the little post-match chat, did you feel like, did Craig McRae feel like you got out of it what you wanted to? Yeah, I guess for us, we kind of went in with you know a few things that we wanted to have a look at, um, given that, you play in opposition, they probably defended a little bit differently, so that had some challenges. But, you know, there was glimpses there where we felt like we scored really effectively and then also um, times where we probably got exposed through the middle of the ground a little bit, like the way that we defended. So, um, yeah, some positives certainly, but we've obviously got some um, some key learnings in the way that we probably want to try to defend their transition as well. Dan McStay looked pretty good. Yeah, to his credit, he's been great. His whole summer's been really effective. Really strong, um, getting a lot of opportunities. We kick to him quite often because he's good in his 1v1s and he bash and crashes and creates a contest along with Checkers who unfortunately couldn't make, it, make the game today. But uh, no, Dan's been huge all summer and um, I think we're going to get the fruits of him having a, having a good season. And Scott Selwood coached you today, didn't he? And broke uh, the ice a bit by wearing a suit. He did. No, um, generally we have a little bit of a laugh pre-game and he's not the funniest kind of guy, but uh, no, he... He's got the roof lifted off uh, pre-game. So him and uh, Hayden Skipworth went head-to-head last week in the intra. Uh, Scooter Sell got the, got the chockey, so it was his, his job to uh, coach the boys today. And No, he did a good job. He came in in his suit, got the boys all up and going and kind of softened the mood, which is good. <laughs> so there's been talk, uh, you've got a tougher draw this year. You're not going to win as many close games this year. I'm not sure if you listen to the white noise outside, but you do look like, you're the kind of team that's going to learn from what happened last year and maybe get a little better. How do you see it? Yeah, well, we feel like the guys that we acquired, um, we got them specific, for a specific reason. I feel like they're having immediate impact within our program. And, 
yeah, we feel like our footy was good enough. Yes, we had a, we had a few wins that we maybe got away with last year and a few ones that we held on really strongly. But, yeah, we feel like we're a better side this time around. Um, obviously, the proof of being putting us when we start playing for points. But it's just nice to get a hit out today against an oppo. Look forward to flying down to Tassie next week, taking on Hawthorne, which will provide a, a bit more of a different challenge as to what Carlton did today, but one that we uh, certainly look forward to. But Nick Dacos can't possibly get better, can he? So, you know, he, he won't improve, will he? <laughs> well, if you see him on the track, there's only one way for him. The sky's the limit. So, he's um, oh, he's a remarkable talent. And it's just, it's just not talent alone. He, he puts in so much work throughout the week to be able to educate himself around the game plan. And he's, um, he's, a, great, he's a great great player to have, especially for our young guys as well, because he brings them along as well. And Great, uh, great player to have for us, that's for sure. If you're a forward, you'd be licking your lips every time you get to peel, I would have thought. So Pendle started in the centre for the opening bounce of the game. Nick Dacos is going to play more midfield time as well. What's your actual actual mix going to be? Where's Pendle's going to play the majority and where's Nick going to play the majority? Yeah, it's a good question. I feel like, you know, kind of the guys that we, we've got now because like Jamie Elliott can still play in there. We've got Geordie, Tommy Mitchell, Tay, Pendles, Crispy. Lipinski. So I think we've got, got a bit of a luxury depending on what the game looks like. I feel like we've got some really good transition runners as midfielders. We've also got some competitive beasts in there. So I think it's got, it's going to be a split half back and mid, but I feel like Nick, the way that he's developed his body and got stronger and fitter, I think he might predominantly spend a bit more time in the midfield than he did last year, certainly. And then, to be honest, Pendles gets to play where he wants because he's effective in both areas. <laughs> And the ruck set up, I saw Mason Cox take a couple of big grabs around the ground, which is always positive. I saw him knock a few even of his own teammates over when he wandered through the forward line. Um, you've got yeah. a couple of ruck options. How's that going to look without Grundy? Yeah, it's great. It's great, having, it's great having Cox to have the opportunity to kind of predominantly play as a ruckman. You know, um, Darcy Cameron was on limited minutes and sat out the last quarter and tried to throw Frampton through there a little bit as well to see what that was going to look like, but yeah, Coxie's great. I feel like he's so valuable even when we're in defence, how he gets behind the ball and certainly helps our defenders out because um, generally Ruckmans don't push forward too hard and he sits behind the ball. So he certainly helps us in the intercept game. And, um, yeah, he's loving the role. He's, he's putting great pressure on our other, our other Rucks to perform and um, he's certainly going forward with that, that position for sure. And I saw you kick a goal. You are a forward, aren't you? You just never play there, Yeah. Yeah, I've got that forward knack still in me, Dwayne. So, you know, look, any opportunity I try to light them up, I'll, uh, I'll have a crack. It just doesn't happen that often anymore. So I'll take them when I get them. You want to give us a word or two on Carlton? Uh, what did you think of them? Yeah, look, they um, they well, used the ball pretty well. They, we, we kind of knew what they were going to do, kind of a bit more possession-based type team. And we're, we're probably less possession and keep the ball in live play and a bit more transition. So... Yeah, look, that was kind of a momentum shift at times. We felt like when we had it, we scored really effective. But then on the flip side, when they had it, they were probably trying to do the same to us. They, they scored pretty easily as well. So that's one to look at. Um, certainly setting up the way that we want to defend will, will certainly help us stop them from scoring. Have you heard that? Or did you see it today? I've watched a couple of games and saw the Cats yesterday with Hawthorne. Seems as if the quick play on with handball... We might see more handball this year as that way of actually breaking through the, the set defence and, and the forward handball that travels about 10 or 15 metres rather than the, the little flick. How are you seeing the evolution of handball use this year? 
Yeah, certainly. I feel like it's it's definitely probably one of the most effective ways to get through set defenses. If you're if you're a side that probably wants to kick early and kick long, um, really good defenders are going to chop the ball off because a lot of the time they've got numbers behind the ball. So that uh, that forward handball, keeping the ball live, certainly um, makes it harder to defend. But you can also open yourself up if you turn the ball over in the wrong in the wrong spot. So. Um, can be risk be reward at times, but uh, yeah, we certainly think it's effective for us when we move the ball forward. And you're a proud Tasmanian. You're from Hobart. Your thoughts on what's happening down there with the team and the stadium? Yeah, it looks like things are moving in the right direction, which is really pleasing. Like, you know, obviously, all my family ties and family and friends are all still down there, and um, I know they're all on board and would love would love something to happen and. Well, sounds that it's not going to be too. Oh, it's going to be. It's going to be a few years, certainly past my time. But yeah, I feel like um, it's heading in the right direction. I know we're going to get behind it. Um, so with any luck, it's in time to be made official sooner rather than later. Do you think they need a stadium with a roof? I <laughs> do get a bit of rain down there, but uh, no. Nah, look, I'll, to be honest, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. I haven't really been listening too closely about having a roof on the stadium, but I don't think they need one. Um, I think just having a stadium down there would be the ideal scenario, whether it's got a roof or not. I don't think the, the locals will really care, but you, neither would the players that wouldn't have thought. And be, but a new stadium, even if it hasn't got a roof at that uh, at that point area in Hobart rather than redevelop Bellarive? Yeah, well, that's a great, it's a great spot in, right in the middle of Hobart, pretty much down on the point there. It's... Um, kind of got oh it's got a, it, if it's kind of centralized there um i don't know if you had a restaurant or a bar or something pretty close to that you'd be pretty happy but uh yeah look i think regardless of where it goes it's going to get it's going to get a lot of support especially from the locals down there and also i feel like it would be a good great tourist attraction as well people like to travel to go and watch footy and then um, spend some time down there as well so it'd be great for that hey you'll have a year left won't you when they come back in and when they come in in 2027 you'll be what, uh, 37, you'll be right to go? Yeah, look, if I just play, continue to play that outside game and don't get any contact, who knows, I might play them 37, they might give me an offer, so we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. Well, with more handball this year, you won't have as many times to fly and actually land heavily. Unfortunately, we won't see the, the high-marking Jeremy Howe. you got one or two for us this year, though, when you still, haven't you? Yeah, I think so. The old legs have still got a bit of spring, so we'll have to see what happens. I'll get a... Uh, Jamie Elliott inspired me today, so we'll see how we go. Good luck today, and uh, good luck this season, I should say. And it was great to see you in action today, and you got through injury-free. So, hey, I appreciate you picking up the phone and giving us a couple of minutes. We'll talk soon. No worries at all, Diane. Cheers for that chat. Thanks. Jeremy Howe joining us. Uh, a couple of your calls, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you'd like to join us, I am, I am seeing more handball. It was interesting to hear that confirmed effective way to get through set defences and zones, handball your way through it if you're good at it. And I think teams are exploring that option rather than just the blind kick long that every other team is hoping you do and waiting for you to do. Alex in Richmond, you've got a thought on our matchup for where we care today between Brisbane's 2002 Premiership team and Richmond's 2020 Premiership team? G'day, Dwayne. Thanks for taking my call. Um... As a diehard Richmond fan, I regret to say this, but I think Brisbane are just too classy for the Tigers in this situation. And it's not just about the midfield and of Boss, Lappet, Akamanis and Black. I'm talking about that spine when you've got players like Lepage, Michael, Brown and Lynch. But I think it comes down to is like the players like Des Hedlund. 
he had the, he was arguably the best player in the league in the second half of the year, and players like Chrissy Johnson and they, I just think they're too classy and it really rips my heart out saying this. As great as the Tigers are or were back in 2020, it just I think Brisbane's got their number easily. Yeah, Alex, I appreciate your call. There is an argument to say that could be the team that wins this whole competition. I'll read you the back line for those unaware. Uh, thanks for your call, Alex. So Brisbane from the back line, the 2002 Premiers, uh, Johnson, Michael, Power, halfbacks Ashcroft, Lepich, Scott, that's Chris Scott, centre-line Lappin, Voss, Headland, half-forwards Ackermanis, Jonathan Brown, Daryl White, forward-line Pike, Alistair Lynch and Brad Scott, the Rucks Keating, Simon Black, Hart, the interchange, McRae, Notting, Shattuck and McDonald. It's a pretty damn good team. We'll take a break. More of your calls after at one 736 736 A few th- people coming through on the text saying, what's with all the Collingwood talk? How come you're not talking Carlton? We're talking Carlton after the break. Assistant coach Ash Hanson to join us.